Welcome in, everybody, back to another episode of Dom. That's true. Uh, as always, I am your host, twitch.tv slash steam machine, and I am joined right now, right here, that's right, here, live, right now, by the one, the only, twitch.tv slash domination7, Owen Dom. Owen, how are you doing? Hey, true. what's up, buddy? Doing great? Surviving? Thriving? Yeah, uh, thriving a little bit, Make be it honest. Maybe through. Yeah, I mean, me too, honestly. Not working right now. I got the. I got a couple weeks off here before I start my new yeah, one. Yeah, must be before nice. I, before I start the new gig. Oh yeah, doing a little, uh, little mini fat camp. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> mini fat camp. Do we'll you see. need Josh? Do I need to send Josh Peck out there to make fun of your parents? <laughs> Is that? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Where he's like, "Your mom's dead." About, yeah, it's like that weird one. You forgot about Mean Creek? How could you forget about Mean Creek? I. You know how did it escape my mind? I don't know. The world may never know. But welcome, everybody, <laughs> into Dom That's True. Uh, I am your host, Trumanstein. That is Owen Dom. We are here to talk sports and do it loudly. Um, yes. We are going to talk about the Islanders uh, locking up a playoff spot. We'll talk about uh, what the mm-hmm. rest of the league kind of looks like as the playoffs start to uh wrap up here i've got a i've got an apology for everybody that we talked to a couple weeks ago i need to apologize uh Uh-oh. we have owen's hockey term of the week we've got my hot hockey team of the week and uh we'll we'll talk a little bit about health and we'll talk about the chiefs draft the chiefs drafted this week they drafted uh what is it five players eight six players one two uh, three four five six players yeah so we'll, we'll we'll go through it we'll talk about them we'll Think we'll talk about the impact that 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 can have on the Chiefs coming up this season, and uh, then we'll do our top five of the week. And we got a tasty one here. We have the top five restaurant appetizers. That's what we're going to be talking mm-hmm. through. That's a tough one, I don't, you know. But I'm, yeah, I'm it was honestly very tough. I'm excited for it. But all that being said, let's get into it. Oh, and let's talk about the Islanders first off. Uh, uh, the Islanders right. had a a. They had a week, you know. It wasn't as bad as a week as we had a couple years ago, or a couple last what? A couple la- like last week, uh, when they you know lost a bunch of game to the Caps, and we just were feeling terrible about it. Um, mm-hmm. The Islanders won two against the Rangers, then they lost to the Sabers yesterday, which is very odd. They're up three to two against the Sabers right now, as we go into as at the end of the second period. I mean, and uh, yeah. b- but they did clinch playoff spot, so. There's, you know, still something to be happy about there. Uh, the Penguins are currently tied for first with the Capitals, and the Islanders actually moved down to fourth as the Boston Bruins are a point up on them. Mm-hmm. And with a game in hand. But the Islanders do have a game in hand on those Pittsburgh. Right. So who I, – I, I, I got that written down that I, I don't know how the Eastern Division is going to end up. And I don't even know how I want it to end up. Well, so the Islanders either need to have everybody, you know, tie and lose all their games while the Islanders win to mm-hmm. get the first spot. Basically, we need to not face the Penguins in the first round because they're obviously our kryptonite. Bad things happen when we face them. So ideally, um, the Capitals would lose out, the Penguins would win the division, and then we'd face the Bruins and then the winner of Caps after that right that's been your um, your my stance since the beginning is that what we want is not to play the penguins that's really the only thing we care about yeah it doesn't doesn't matter 
Playoff spots clinched. Don't need to worry about the Rangers uh, sneaking up on us anymore. So just find a way to either get last spot while the Caps win it. I don't know. Just find a way to not play the Pens first round. Figure it out. The Eastern Division is actually the only division in the NHL right now that has all four spots. Like, they know all four playoff teams. We don't know the the way that they're going to be arranged yet, but we know what four playoff teams they're going to have. I mean, mm. honestly, you can look at some other divisions and you pretty much know, but not technically. Not technically yet. But the Eastern Division is the only one that actually has all we four playoff, teams, stars uh, playoff spots. To pick it up. I know, I know. We'll talk about it in our Around the League segment. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the Islanders because we did see them drop drop a game to the Sabres, which is disconcerting. But yeah, also, but the Islanders they... are, are kind of playing hurt. They've got a lot of guys hurt right now. They're sitting a lot of guys. Barzal didn't play tonight. Uh, Pajau, I think, either didn't play oh, or didn't rest- play tonight. Yeah. I think we're just kind of mailing it in for that third or fourth spot. Now that we've clinched and, you know – I think management has seen that it's going to be a really tough ask to uh, to move up four points on these caps and pens. Yeah, that they're kind of just mailing it in for the playoffs, which I think is the right choice. So, I would, I would, I would, I would probably agree with you there. I think they're, I think it's about time you start rest, resting uh, Varlamov, you start resting Barzal, you rest uh, Bovillier is hot right now, so maybe you keep him hot, you keep him playing, but you know. I think I, I think I, I'm I'm here to agree with you. I think I think the Islanders I think that game I, I think they're gonna start resting people as they should. I think you're gonna see a lot more Sorokin, who hasn't been as hot as of late. He's uh he's definitely been struggling back there in the net for the Islanders, but he's been he's been getting through it. Obviously he's and he started the game tonight, uh, like we said, but yeah. Uh Pajau did play today. Sorry. Pajau didn't play yesterday. Barzal isn't playing today. Uh, I think they said Nelson didn't play yesterday. So there was actually a fair amount of guys out when they lost to the Sabres. And I think it's all it's all the chess match that Barry Trotz is trying to figure out right now. He's trying to figure out, okay, who's going to play? Who do we need? Who we, who do we actually need in right now? Who do we need to rest? Who do we want to get healthy for the playoffs? And, you know. Well, I'd so, just like to point out that this is not the Premier League. There's no regular season trophies right. in, it, in the NHL. No one talks about East Division champs. Well, sort of. Like yeah yeah you can talk about it and but this isn't this isn't football like you don't really hang banners for for winning these these divisions and Stanley right. Cups are really the only thing that matters so. especially not in a year like this where you're not playing against your normal division nobody really right. cares who wins the divisions this year because you know there's pl- teams playing right. in divisions that they won't play in next year <laughs> it's gonna be like a really big asterisk it is kind of cool you know for those teams to do like the we're the only division winners this division's ever gonna have that's kind of cool for sure but mm-hmm. the stanley cup still counts the same and i it's just like i don't to me like it just doesn't seem like it's that important for the islanders especially a team that you know with a, a, a very large injury uh it, in anders lee that's been persisting throughout the season it really just does not matter to the islanders to to win this division and you know uh, uh congratulations to the capitals or the pens uh, whoever's going to end up winning it uh most likely one of those two but then again, there is an outside shot that the Islanders hop back in with the easiest of the uh, the remaining schedule. Uh, if you know, assuming they win today and then and then they beat the Devils twice and the Bruins once, there's still a very real possibility that the Islanders could emerge with one seed. Yeah, they need some they need some help down the stretch from some bad teams that haven't been able to get it done really. But against against the, those division leaders, so we'll see. I, I know they said that 
I know they said after they beat the Buffalo Sabres today, hopefully that the Islanders will be rooting like hell for the Sabres. But also, if the Islanders lose today to the Sabres again, then it's pretty much over. They have no shot at the first or second, and they'll probably just resign to being the fourth. Um, But, you know, all in all, I guess as crowds get back, it's a little more effective of, you know, being upset about not getting that home spot. But it's still not, you know, it's it's not like it was. Right. And the Islanders get their new stadium next year, which I'm really excited about. That's hype. We're um, definitely really. going to have to go out and see it. I've never been to New York, but I think we're going to have to make a trip out to New York next year. Go to go see the well, new UBS stadium. Yeah, well, it's kind of not even New York. It's Long Island. It's a completely different country, I've heard. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I think, there's, I think there's a lot of fun to be had there. Uh, and I think it's going to be a fun wrap up to the season. So as we talked about, well, let's, let's shuffle into the rest of the league. As we talked about the Eastern right. division is the only division where all four playoff seeds are locked up. So let's take a look yep. at all the other divisions. I, you know, so I want to start off with an apology because on a couple weeks ago on the show, uh, we were looking at, uh, you know, playoff spots and such. And I, uh, you know, advertised, I said, you know, I got, I got a great betting opportunity for everybody. I think this would be a great poll. You know, I think it's something <laughs> to keep an eye on. It was a, t- play, a team that went deep in the playoffs last year. And I told everybody that the Canucks were a good value. And uh, if I have personally hurt you and you personally bet on the Canucks, you can uh, send that send that check to me. Send your receipt to me at uh, uh, 1-800. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't have a joke for an address right now. I don't, I don't want to give out an address either. But just send it. DM me. DM me on Twitter. Send me a receipt of you betting on the Canucks, and I'll apologize. And, uh, <laughs> but... They uh, so the Canucks are in last place in the North. They are not going to make it. They still, they still have five games in hand, but they're sixteen points back. Uh, haven't technically been eliminated yet, but I assume it will be soon. Uh, so, but as for the rest of the North Division, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the uh, and the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers, both have locked up their playoff spots, uh, and pretty much the Jets and the Canadiens have as well. Uh, Winnipeg is at 57 points and Montreal is also at 57 points. Those are your third and fourth place teams. And fifth place is 50 is 47 points. So they've got 10 points cleared on the flames who have six games left. And I think they're playing right now. And last I checked, they were losing. So, uh, they could, that, that could get wrapped up as soon, as soon as tonight. Oh, never mind. It was the flyers who were losing, not the, not the flames, but it's very possible that the, that the Flames lose their next game, and then that's all wrapped up as well, where the Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens have locked up for the North. Yep. Uh, it looks if we if we were to turn our direction to the to the West, it seems a team has finally decided that they are going to to get the fourth seed in the West. Yep. And that team is the St. Louis Blues, much to our chagrin. Uh, again, Vegas, Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota have all locked up their playoff spots handedly. Yep. Uh, with the lo- with the last of that team, uh, the Wild, at 70 points in third place, uh, being 15 <laughs> points ahead of fourth place. So that's so ridiculous. And and that's 20 points ahead of fifth place, who they had to clear with. Uh, and fifth place only has three games left. And also the Coyotes have have three games left, as we, as I just said, and they're five points behind the Blues. And the Blues have six games left. So the Blues have to win. They're one win away or a Coyotes loss away from clinching that spot up. Uh, I guess the Kings still are technically in it as well. Again, they're about one, one or two loss, losses away there. So yep. I w- so the Blues are probably going to get that West spot. 
Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota are your other West teams there. Uh, but I want to turn our attention to the Central because I think the Central has the only actual division spot that's still up for grabs. Is that is, is do you think that feels like an overstatement? No, I'd say the battle between the Stars and the Preds is a real one. I think that's yeah, I think you're about right. It's one of the only spots. It's and you know this is the division that we've been talking about that neither of these teams really seem to want it very much <laughs> with their with their records over the last you know ten. Yeah, one's six three and six three and one. The other's five three and two. Neither t- terrible. They're not the West level of bad, but yeah, they're not. Th- neither of them are uh, definitely hitting a hitting a run here. But again, if you look at point differential, maybe the Stars are probably the better team compared to the Preds. It's interesting, and it's also I think a lot of teams like we saw the Blackhawks have to do is that you had to say, do we want to risk? You know. We could shut down our guys. We can have them healthy for next year when we get the full season and we get back into the real swing of things. Or do we really want to, you know, amp them up and make a run at it? Do we really want to do all that? And I think I think the Stars are going to have to – are at a crossroads right now where they've got to make a decision. I think the Stars are going to make a push for this. Uh, but it looks like we're probably not going to get our dream matchup. The Tampa Bay Lightning have fallen to the three seed there, and uh, they will be uh, in third at because they are four points behind first. But – there's still four games remaining for both those teams, so anything could happen. Absolutely anything could happen. But, sadly, it looks like we won't get our Stanley Cup Finals rematch in the first round of the playoffs. Sure. But if both those teams win, then we could always have it in the second round, and that would be just as good. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I think the Dallas Stars are legitimately – the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators are the only people still really fighting for a spot. And I'm interested. So – the Dallas Stars are four points back. They have one game in yep. hand. So, yep. a chan- an opportunity to be only, only two points back at the same number of games with three games to play. And, ooh, this would be tasty. Something to check here. Do they play each other down the stretch? That's the real question. Because then, those could be some knockout. No, they're not. They don't. <laughs> the Stars have played. Yeah, the, the, the Stars had their chance last Saturday and uh, did pick up a point, but uh, the Preds took two. So, yeah, and that might be something that comes back to haunt them. They get to play Tampa. They have to play at their last four games. Their last, actually, their final seven games of the season and nine of their last 11 games of the season are all on the road. That's insane. And they're, So their That's last brutal. four games here, they have to go to Tampa Bay to play two games and then to, to Chicago to play two games. Again, Chicago's kind of shut themselves down for the rest of the season, so hopefully they pick up four points there. But Tampa Bay, you know, they're still they're still vying for playoff position, but maybe Tampa Bay doesn't really care. So who knows? Uh, and I think if we if we had to, if we had to take a look at the Nashville Predators schedule here, I think they they've got a little a, a little easier of a schedule. I think down the stretch here, yeah, they play Columbus twice, but then they well they played Columbus yesterday, one in OT, mm-hmm. and one against right. Dallas in OT on Saturday. See those that's and that's the difference between you know making the playoffs and not making the playoffs right there is instead of getting one point there on each of those games, you get two points there. And, you know, now you're in, you're two points up if the other team wins their game that they have in hand. Sorry, that's a convoluted way to go about that. But uh, Columbus, they get another game against Columbus, but then they have to go play Carolina twice. So both those teams, neither of those teams have layups down the down the stretch here. So it will that's be That's kind of a brutal schedule, to be honest. I mean, the teams that you and I have been following, you know, have been, you know, the Islanders who have, like, a cupcake end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. like we said, the Canucks kind of had an easier go at the end of the season, but now the Canucks are sitting in last place. So, right. But I mean, so everything's a hard go for them at this point. Yeah, it looks kind of like it. 
But yeah, I mean those those are some brutal stretches, especially especially the Stars having to play four games there towards the end of the season, all on the or seven right. game their last seven games honestly all on the road is just that is brutal. But I think the Stars also missed some games due to COVID and things, so who knows what kind of weird scheduling stuff we had going on there as well. Um, right. That being said, I think that about wraps up for the Around the League segment. You had anything else you wanted to add before we got into our weekly segments? Uh, no, just watch out for the teams from the Central and the West, to be honest. I think the, cent- the Central teams look real solid. But don't sleep on the East. I think the East, and I think the, point different- the points will show you that the East was the toughest division in hockey. And we said this, you know, in the very beginning of this season, Truman, Mm -hmm. uh, when we were, you know, thinking that the Flyers were going to be a better team. And um, so, yeah, the two good teams missing the playoffs and the Rangers and the Flyers, they're not necessarily great teams, but they are good hockey teams. Um, So, you know, if if I was going to make a prediction, I don't think the Canadian teams are going to hold up in the playoffs at all. I think the Canadian teams are a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but just pay attention from the team to the teams from the West and the East. I think I think whoever went, comes out of there into that semifinal has a really good shot at winning it all. I think it will be definitely will be the most interesting playoffs that we've seen in a while because we truly don't know what these teams will look like against each other because we haven't seen you know we haven't seen the the sixth place team in the in the right. c- central division play the first place team in the East. We don't know if there's a gap there, or if those teams are actually the same caliber. You can use your eye, you can use your eyes on most of it, but still, it'll be interesting to see how those teams match up once we get once we, you know, obviously they'll cannibalize themselves a bit, but you know, we could be talking sweeps in the in the conference finals, which could be very interesting. Um, but all that being said, Owen, you got a hockey term of the week for us? I do actually, my Ooh. guy. Oh my so, god! So, uh, I keep trying to do this every week and kind of think about all the terms that I've said so far and see if I've missed any freebies. Mm-hmm. And it turns out I have. So uh, my ter- term of the week this week is the penalty kill. So we've already discussed uh, how in hockey on penalties, the team that committed the penalty goes down a player. Mm-hmm. There's actually a special term for the unit of the, uh, the offending side. And that is called uh, the penalty kill unit. And their whole job is basically they put out uh you know, mainly defensemen, probably three defensemen and maybe uh, a forward or a center to really kind of just play defensive hockey for the two or the five minutes that they need to go. And their job is to just just harass the other team and survive those two minutes. And that is called the penalty kill unit. So for the Islanders, it's going to be guys like Nick Letty, uh, Cal Clutterbuck. Uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, they tried basically Some hard-nosed just, veterans. Yeah. yeah, basically just keep Matt Barzell as far away as they can. <laughs> That's why, like, tonight, when you see a, a shorthanded goal, the Isles penalty kill unit scored with Cal Clutterbuck, who everybody knows is a uh, a defensive slobber knocker. Definitely not a forward. Oh, you can do a little twofer here. The shorthanded goal is when you score a goal four on five. Yeah, a shorty, as they say. A shorty. They scored a shorty, yes. Um... Yeah, a little two for for you today. How about a three for? On the flip side of that, if it's a five on four, then that's just a power play goal. There you go. All mm. of it. All of it. A PPG, <laughs> as they say. Not a points per game, but a power play goal. So is that it? Is that yeah. all we had? Yeah, that's all I got for you. A just pr- the penalty kill and the shorty. A pretty easy penalty kill. Uh, pretty easy hockey term of the week. Uh, I'll keep it also pretty simple for my uh, hot hockey team of the week. 
somebody has finally beat the Vegas Golden Knights, so I can no longer uh, claim them. And somebody has uh, knocked off the Colorado Avalanche kind of recently, so we're not going to go with them. Instead, we're going to go with the team that has actually moved past the New York Islanders there in that Eastern Division. We're going to actually go with the Boston Bruins. Uh, they're sporting an 8-2-0 record over their last 10. They've won four straight. Uh, obviously, they've made a push that's kind of come out of nowhere, it feels like, for the Islanders. All uh -huh. of a sudden, I looked up, and the Bruins were past us. But, you know, and again, it's kind of the same thing that we could see from the Islanders down the stretch here is that they they end against a weak schedule, you know. To be fair, their four-game win streak has been New York, Buffalo, Buffalo, and, and a game against Pittsburgh. But the, on the other side, and then they lost two, but their and then their other four games are against Buffalo, Buffalo, Washington, and New York. So, well, but there was a six-game win streak before that, too. I mean, you know, you beat, they beat New York twice. They beat Washington once. But it's been a fair amount of Buffalo. <laughs> they, they're going to play five of their, of their eight games against the Buffalo Sabres in the last three weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, like you said, that helps prop it up it. a bit. Yeah, that helps prop it up a bit. Actually, the last, 14, the last two weeks. So that's really doesn't help the Isles to have lost uh, five out of the last ten, though. No. But even after losing five out of the last ten, Truman, the Isles' goal differential still sets at 27, which just shows you the, the Barry Trotz mastermind defense. Yeah. Well, and that just shows how good that that top half of the Eastern Division is. All their goal differentials up there very high. Uh, no no real outliers, honestly. But so, yeah, my hot hockey team of the week has got to be the Boston Bruins. They've been schmoovin' just a bit. They're 8-2-0. and two and oh. They're up two one on the New Jersey Devils. They might they might add on another one to the win streak and get they might go back to not back you know back to back sort of back to back six game win streaks where they went six yeah. lost two and then win another six. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So my Boston Boston Bruins. That's my hot hockey team of the week. You hate you hate to see it as an Islanders fan, but you have to respect it. Game respect game absolutely. Uh, which will move us into I'm actually going to remember it this week. I almost always skip try to skip over it and then remember it at the last minute. Let's do a little bit of health, Owen. How was your health mm. week, man? I, I know you've uh, been, I know you moved out. You're, how's it? How's it been? Yeah, so um, I'm eating like a college kid again <laughs> at my own house, which is great. Is that good or which bad? Which means I'm eating. Uh, it's both bad and good. It means I'm I am eating a little bit more fast food, but I'm also eating less in general. Right. Because there no three I square do... meals because your mom's not making breakfast, and then you're exactly. not eating lunch at work, and then you come home, then there's dinner made. Yeah, I yeah. do not have any snacks ever. Um, I'm, I am drinking an ass load of water, which is great. Um, but yeah, nothing too impressive. Uh, I started a new little workout thing that I found online, which is cool. Little ab workout going. Little ooh, uh, ooh. this is like this 15 minute workout, and it's the it's called it's just a YouTube video that I saw someone post on Twitter, and it's like a, this workout will kick your ass, then knock your ass off of your body. And I was like, okay, it can't be that bad holy fuck bro it it does it it my ass fell off like i had to get a new one dude no surgery ass. there was this whole thing like it was embarrassing uh but yeah dude I'm, my, my health week's going well nice nice that is great to hear i actually uh am having a good start to this week of health obviously i uh went out of town uh also apologies for anybody who's been watching the streams honestly every other weekend i've been out of town i mean you know so yeah, i know i know you're missing those friday saturday sunday streams guys but uh, yeah, I mean, and, and and that trend will continue. Next weekend, I will not be streaming, and actually, the weekend after that, I probably won't be streaming either. So, but then I'll be streaming a fair amount of weekends in a row, and then I'll stop streaming again for a bit. So, we'll we'll see. The podcast, you guys can always count on. Uh, other streams, we'll see. Honestly, I don't know, uh, especially as we move forward here. 
But uh, I actually have had a great start to this week. I did go out of town last week. I went to Chicago. We did eat uh, a fair amount. You know, I don't know if you ever tra- travel and visit someone somewhere, <laughs> but they you always have to go and eat at a bunch of places. You know, I True. I came into town. We went and ate tapas. I ate so much tapas. I felt like I was going to explode. And then, <laughs> month, and then Saturday morning, we had to go see our parents, and then we, we ate breakfast with them. I think we ate lunch. Yeah, we had canes for lunch, and then we had fancy dinner for Saturday night. And then Monday, there was, you know, good breakfast sandwich place lunch was deep dish pizza i mean you know it's a tough it's a tough weekend there so true but how did uh i know this isn't grub buds but uh how did the real chicago deep dish stack up i love deep dish pizza i i you know i like new york pizzas fine as well but it is just it's thin you know and that's that's one of those things i'm a I'm a big, uh, if I ever eat buffalo, buffalo uh, boneless wings, somebody would be like, well, basically you're just eating chicken nuggets, right? They're just sauce nuggets. I was like, you could call them sauce nuggets. I'd still rather eat it. <laughs> and that's kind of my outlook on Chicago pizza versus like, right. New York pizza. Is someone goes, well, Chicago pizza isn't actually pizza. It's more of a lasagna. Don't care. Still rather eat it. That's, that's my feeling on it. New York slice. It's a good slice. I like to fold. I like to fold my pizza. I'm a big fold pizza guy. But I probably like deep dish more than I like. Uh, because it's just more hearty. It's it's good, man. And you know, I like a nice thick crust. That stuff is good. Also, Detroit Fair style up, pizza might be the best pizza of them all, and which is which is crazy to think about. But wow, okay. I'm telling you, Detroit style pizza is very good. Uh, but I'm Steve's unemployed. Hot take of the week this week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm actually unemployed for these next two weeks until I start my new job. So I'm doing what I'm. Uh, you know. At lovingly calling or <laughs> pack watch rip bozo, uh, <laughs> rip bozo. yeah thank, thank you owen uh but yeah I, i'm lovingly calling this and lo- let me not this isn't a derogatory term or something you know i know this was a real thing for people back in the day but it, it doesn't really exist in today's world i like to think but i'm doing a kind of like a mini fat camp here for the next two weeks here where i'm trying <laughs> i'm honestly trying we, we talked before the show i went to papa john's today i tried to like because i was eating like one like i had like we said, you know, with college kids, you kind of get to decide when you eat when you're on your own. So, like, I was like, oh, cool, I'll eat very small breakfast. I had, like, an egg sandwich, 300 calories. So, I was like, cool, I'll eat a big dinner because I like big meals, man. I just do. And so, I was going to go get a papadilla from Papa John's. They burnt my first one. So, then they, I had to sit there while they made another one. They are like, here, we'll give you a free soda. And I'm like, god damn it. Try not to drink soda. <laughs> but give me a root beer anyways, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, but... Yeah, it's basically just I'm gonna grind, you know. I'm on that. I'm I'm on that grind. I woke up today. I, I did a little did a little boxing, did a little meditating, Ooh. did a little. Uh, okay. What else did I do? I did something else. Yoga. That was wow. this morning. All right. This afternoon I went hiking. It Damn, was good. you weren't joking about the grind. No. Yesterday I woke up, did a little walk, and then I, you know, later in the afternoon I did a full workout in the gym because. Because you can go when nobody's in there, which is key during these COVID times. Well, yeah, you got. Uh, you also got to take advantage of the mountains while you're there, you know. Right. Yeah. For the for this for these last couple months here. So yeah, I'm uh I'm on that grind, man. I'm I'm I gotta I gotta make that push. We've got the we've got the weigh in two weeks. I know you keep asking me two weeks from now, two, two weeks, weeks from today. All right. As long as that's still when the playoffs are starting, I believe it is May seventeenth. I believe is when the playoffs start. It's actually when my job starts. Oh, which also reminds me, while we're here and talking about this, Dom, that's true. For everybody who listens live, in two weeks, I think it's not going to be on Tuesday. It'll either be on Monday or Wednesday. 
we still need to work that out, but just a right, warning for everybody. Because I'm uh, I'm actually going to a Royals game that night. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But because I'll be in Kansas City. So also, you know, if there's any live listeners or listeners on Spotify, if you want to grab a beer or something in two weeks, I'll be in Kansas City. So free during the nights, but not during the day because I'll be working in an office. Doing a job. Out. Yeah. But I think that's it for me. I think that's a whole health. That's a life. That's a life update. That's a life in review. That's what we like to see here at Don. That's true. Right. Yeah. And I think that was the, I, I, I think I wanted to touch a little bit more about like meditating and stuff is because sometimes, you know, health does go past the scale. It does go past the, the body mass or what you're looking at. You know, yep. it's like, I, I you felt, check you know, on your mentals, man, like your, your physical health means nothing if your mental health is in shambles. Right. And I had to think about, it. you know, the last time I'd honestly taken a breath, taken a break was a long time and just hadn't been that way for a while. So really, honestly, today I just sat there because there's nothing, you know, I had no, I had no obligations to anybody today. <laughs> my dad, I had to call my dad at three o'clock to help him with OBS for five minutes, but I think that was about it. I think it was the only obligation I had today. So I sat there, there for, I really don't know. I don't even know how long I sat there on my, on my, on my patio listening to noise and having my eyes closed, but it was kind of nice. And so everybody, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, take a moment right now. If you're in a quiet room, just <laughs> pause the podcast. Just take however long and just listen to some stuff around you. Close your eyes. Really relax because you probably haven't taken them. If you're like me, you probably hadn't taken a moment in a while. So something to do. All right. Now that you've unpaused and you're back, let's talk about the Chiefs draft, the Chiefs draft class as they uh, did do it. And Owen, I've, I want to ask you this question. How do we feel about the Chiefs offseason so far? Dude, how do we feel? So you know that you know that uh, you know that meme on Twitter where it's like Brett Veach with the sunglasses and they uh, they put like a do rag on him and then gave him like a uh, a cigar. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling about this offseason, dude. Brett Veach has just absolutely destroyed it. I mean, you know you've had a good offseason when Colin Cowherd says something positive about the Chiefs. Everyone know he's a he's a big Chief hater. He doesn't want anything positive to ever be said about the Kansas City Chiefs, and he had to admit it. So they've had they've like had I said. It's big been, old, big old Brett Veach uh, meme up for me today. I'm just incredible. Just right, I, and I'm never the value out of everything. I'm never here. I, you know, I'm here to hold Brett Veach accountable on draft classes. But in a way, is that maybe Brett Veach is redefining what you do with draft picks? Is maybe he's moneyballing this? You know, have we honestly thought about? You know, the, you know, the Moneyball guys were like, oh, let's look at prospects in a different way. Let's look at just OBS and all this stuff let's, or o, and OPS and all. You know, we don't care about this because a, a hit that gets through the line barely is just as valuable as a walk, you know, because they're on, they're on, fir, they're on first base no matter what. And I think Brett Veach has a way of approaching this that nobody else does. And he says, I don't give a shit about first-round picks. I don't. Because what you can do with a first-round pick is you can trade it away and basically just slightly trade back in the draft clap in the draft and get Orlando Brown as your left tackle instead of having to take you know again I was very high on Trevin Jenkins Trevin Jenkins was still there on day two and I was really hoping the Chiefs would trade up to get him they didn't oh well but they did get they did get a, a center and they did get a new linebacker but Brett Veach is just kind of like what are and draft a guard. picks did we not get a guard as well from Tennessee the kid yeah but that was that a tackle that was in the sixth round but. I'm not, you know, I, well, I'll, I'll go down a break. I'll give a summary of every pick here in a second. But I sure. just want to say that maybe Brett Veach is redefining how you should be looking at draft picks. Because, yes, you can find 
an incredible, you know, an incredible kid or a, a great player. But, you know, how many draft classes have we seen where there's been, you know, like four or five, like, starters still? And then kind of just bad players since. There's well, honestly... I mean, like, a perfect example, True, is just, I, I know this is kind of, you know, I guess this is like 10 years ago now. But uh, going and looking back at uh, Eric Fisher's draft class. Yeah, 2013, right? Yeah, that uh, 2012, I think. That's no, just a perfect example of, you know, you, you say, like, man, you know, how could all these players, you know, these this first-round talent, how could these guys end up being bad? But if I, I want, you know, you as, you know, my co-host and the, the listeners to just literally go back and look through any draft class. Look at the first-round picks and try to count the number of names that you can mem- that you can recognize. Like, even as far back... Truman, you want to pull up the 2018 class, and we can just go through the picks and well, here, well, start he, so we'll here, to count the number of players that we know? Here's the 2013 draft for everybody. Uh, Eric Fisher was taken first. Luke Jokel, not very great anymore. Uh, if I had to look for another name that people know, Tavon Austin, you know, again, kind of out of the league. Sheldon Richardson, a good pick. Uh, EJ Manuel was that was that pick he's out eric reed who's now playing for carolina i don't know i don't know he, he, was, he was somewhere else uh xavier rhodes you know still around uh deandre hopkins sorry deandre hopkins was picked but he was picked number 27 uh cordell patterson was number 29 so just weird stuff like that and that was your first round uh, Zach Ertz, Darius Slay, picked later on. Manti Teo was in that draft. But again, just n- really nobody great in that draft. Uh, Le'Veon Bell there. But, oh, Travis Kelsey, I guess, was there. But third round. So, I think Brett Veach has the smart outlook on, well, what do you do with first round picks? You say, don't really give a shit about them. I really don't. Um, And that's, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's frustrating because it's so fun to draft somebody on, you know, it's so fun to draft somebody in the first round. It's, it's you know, it's exciting. It's new. It's, ah, it's fresh. But if you could just go get a veteran player for that, why wouldn't you? Right. If, you know, why wouldn't you go, instead of trying to hope Te- Tevin Jenkins works out and you he can be young and controllable, just trade it away. Go get Orlando Brown. <laughs> and, you know, I think Orlando Brown is also a special case where, you know, obviously it kind of fell to us, but... Th- but it's a good example of what you can do with a first round pick. You know, we traded back, you know, what was it? Ended up being like 20 picks. Yeah, 20, like 20. For a guaranteed yeah. starter, someone who we know wants to be a left tackle, who we've beaten a couple times and is probably salty with the, you know the the amount of winning his team has been doing and and then you we use the 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 first round pick and turn it into basically two when you get that uh that center from Oklahoma. Like Right. Absolutely. That, right. That's 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 such good business right there. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, and because that's honestly that's what this offseason was about is because the only reason as Chiefs fans, we legitimately believe the only reason that the Chiefs didn't win the Super Bowl was one kind of because of the refs. But we moved on from that. We're not here to blame it. We did lose by 22. So we're not here to blame them anymore. Uh, but mostly the offensive line. And now we've rebuilt it entirely you've got your look at your left tackle that'll be orlando brown left guard joe thuney center uh it'll either be uh gosh let me, it'll either be Blythe or be creed humphrey from oklahoma 
uh, you know, there's always possibility that one of those guys plays guard, or you have Kyle Long play guard, and then, uh, or Trey Smith from Tennessee, like we talked about, uh, who's in who was your sixth round pick, and then on your and then right is uh, Lucas Niang or Mike Rimmers. You've totally rebuilt or LDT. It. Well, LDT won't play right tackle, but he might play right guard. So yeah, but right, right. yeah, right guard could either be LDT or Kyle Long. Uh, so yeah, they've totally or Trey Smith. So yeah, they've just they've totally re- rebuilt the line. And Brett Beach trading around that first round pick was part of it. So while Orlando Brown won't be included in this draft class because, you know, he didn't get drafted, he kind of is a part of this draft class because he's the reason that we didn't pick somebody in the first round. And if he works out, then we, you know, guys like me will say, well, Veach still hasn't drafted anybody ever. But he did get, you know, Orlando Brown for draft picks. Yeah. So I I can't complain. I, I just think this is kind of a master class. This is, uh, you know, unless, you know, all of these picks fail and Kyle Long dies and right. all this stuff. Oh, here, while we're on the topic of the draft, real quick, did you see all the uh, whole bunch of 49ers players texted Kyle Shanahan telling him they were alive? <laughs> on draft day. That's on funny. draft day. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so to run through, run through the Chiefs draft picks here real quick. First pick, uh, or so, so their first pick that they had was in the second round. They picked Nick Bolton. Uh, linebacker from Mizzou. That was actually the Ravens pick that they gave him. Uh, you know, so again, you get another guy in there to rotate. Obviously, you lost Damien Wilson uh, to free agency this year. Did you uh, So you ex- you expect Willie Gay Jr. and Anthony Hitchens to probably be your starting middle middle linebackers day one. But yep. Nick Bolton can rotate in. It's hard to get snaps in Spag's scheme. He can challenge Willie Gay. And at the end of the day, when you lose Hitchens, I think it's after this year, but maybe next year, you're not crying about it anymore. And not that right. anybody would cry. I don't think anybody here is crying about losing Anthony Hitchens. Uh, second pick was Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma. Again, yep. another guy that can it, – it's probably his job, honestly. I think center is his job. He'll have to fly, fight off Austin Blythe. We'll see who starts, but it g- gives you two solid options there at center. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Brett Beach draft if we didn't have this number, uh, this fourth-round pick. Uh, a uh, DN from Florida State, uh, Joshua Kando. Of course, another Veach project defensive end. He loves a good project. He loves a sure. good guy that's got a lot of work on him. I mean, He's- and so we just hope that the uh, the Veach developmental process here just takes uh, less than three years this time. Uh, we saw K-Pass turn, turn into somebody finally who was usable. So we just kind of hope that Kando only takes one year to develop instead of Three. Right, and some injury concerns from him coming out of Florida State. So we'll see if he can stay healthy. No, uh, no. Gray was a t- was the their a pick in the fifth round, I believe. He's a another eighty seven. He's a tight end from Duke. Yeah, and so they uh, they kind of project him to be like Travis Kelsey type. You can put him on the outside and put him in the slot. Expect him to win some routes and things like that. And with the re-signing of Blake Bell, there's not as much pressure for him to be that bruising tight end like you like Blake Bell will be. So you'll probably so true, we'll probably true. carry three tight ends end. again. Yes? Okay. So I uh, I was listening to 610 like I do uh, on the way in the work today. And they were saying, uh, oh gosh, I think it was actually Pete Sweeney was mm-hmm. saying that the Chiefs hadn't replaced, like hadn't filled the hole of Demetrius Harris since he left. Like, wh- what do you think about that? Take? Not, not legitimately. Pretty- not legitimately, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, they hadn't had a real second tight end type. You know, they had last year they had two two tight ends that filled that spot. Blake Bell wasn't anything like Demetrius Harris was. Drop me incompletrius Harris. Yeah. Drop well, Metrius, well, whatever you well, call well, it. Well the Belldozer was in Dallas last season. I, Nick Kaiser right. was filled that role. Right. Oh right. It was Nick Kaiser and Janus 
No, not Johnny Smith. That's somebody else. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they had another guy. I think no, there's there's tight. another guy. Ricky Seals Jones was in there at some point. Oh yeah, or people's yeah. people's people's Jones. No, Ricky Seals. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I don't. It doesn't matter now because Noah Gray will fill that will fill that role. You have Blake Bell, Travis Kelsey, and Noah Gray. You'll keep three tight ends. Uh, Cornell Powell, a wide receiver from Clemson. You just kind of add that to the mix. You know, who knows? Maybe it's kind of I kind of look at it as a, like a Garrett Dieter or Byron Pringle signing. They're there to maybe mix in for the fourth or fifth role every now and again. Uh, yeah. And Trey Smith is your offensive guard from Tennessee that we've talked so much about. He uh, there's he had issues with blood clots, which caused him to drop um i feel like there's somebody else who had blood clot issues it was i think it was jock i think it was jok uh he dropped to the browns in the second round um yeah i don't know i don't know and then so, uh of course justin fields the rumor of why he dropped out of the top three was because of epilepsy so a really? lot of interesting stuff coming up uh epilepsy really themselves. solid pick by the bears by the way i can't believe they had, <laughs> the justin fields fell down and then they the got hell. tevin jenkins the next day insane I was I was upset about the Bears. I mean, Bears, great draft by the Bears. Absolutely. Uh, so Trey Smith works out for your offensive guard there. Maybe you got an offensive guard next year. Who knows if he's in here this year? Maybe. Yeah, I, I've seen papers saying Trey Smith might be legit the steal of the draft. Like, people are wondering why he fell all the way to the sixth round. Blood clots. Uh, yeah. But, you know, once again, sixth round pick. You never know what you you could. You could have just pulled uh, Rashad Fenton. You never know. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, but that being said, I think that does it kind of for our sports stuff. I'm ready to talk some top fives. I'm ready to talk some appies, Owen. Let's get talk it right into appetizers. Buddy. All right. You're, you're starting us off. You're doing, doing the first five here. Yeah. I'm gonna hop right in. All right. All right. So boys, when you think about appetizers, you, there's a lot of stuff that comes uh, in your mind. I know my top three are the ones that instantly jumped into my mind and I really kind of had to reach for number five. And number four, but here's what I went with. Uh, number five, I like a nice old Caesar salad. Ooh. I think that uh, it's not really considered, uh, you know, an appetizer. But uh, I'm gonna argue for the spot of Caesar salad to be an appetizer. I think that uh, it's really solid, and even like you know, kind of a house salad before you meet a really good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with the calzone. Uh, just kind of split up. Uh, it's what it's more of a thing at a, in it. It's more of a thing at an Italian we, place, you know. Where are we going with this? What is what is this start to appetizers? No, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. Hear me out. You've never been to an Italian restaurant and they offered like a cut up calzone for an appetizer for your table? I don't know if they have, but I never ordered. Because if you go to an Italian restaurant, you're getting cheese sticks or bread sticks or uh, a garlic oh, yeah. knots or a stuffed garlic knot or like jalapeno yeah, dude, poppers. Uh, like trust John's me, does. a nice calzone split up into nice little strips super solid app all okay, right all number right. three getting into the heavy hitters here uh chips and salsa chips and queso can't go wrong can't go wrong counting those on the, the same the, on the same on the same level there kind of yeah, yeah just yeah. lumping chips and dip in there essentially yeah chips and dip whichever one you want to choose either salsa or queso it doesn't okay. matter okay. Uh, as long as the restaurant uses those chips that have legitimately zero nutritional value then sure. that's how you know it's doing it right oh absolutely um okay i'm gonna have yeah um number two roadhouse rolls Obvious for obvious reasons. That's a good one. And number one, fried pickles. And once I got a phone call, I got to answer. <laughs> Whoa. Fried pickles at number one. I can roast Owen endlessly about uh, whatever's going on here with his list, which is very funny because he's on a phone call. Uh, but, yeah, fried pickles, definitely an interesting pick there. Uh, don't know if I totally agree with the calzone there. Not sure how available that actually should be uh, in your top five. 
but I guess we'll count that. Uh, but while Owen takes that phone call, I'll get into my top five here. Uh, and I'm starting off with another, a very solid number five here. And my number five is cheese curds. Cheese curds are my number five, I think. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. There's going to be a lot of cheese stuff on this list, guys. I've got uh, cheese curds at number five. You know, they're nice, light, fried, you know, kind of filling my fried pickle roll there for Owen. Fried pickle is another solid option. Probably something that I honestly kind of forgot about. Same with Roadhouse Rolls. Roadhouse Rolls probably would have been in my top five as well. But oh well. Um, so yeah, cheese curds number five. Number four, queso. Chips and queso. And I guess if, if we're playing by Owen's rules, I can kind of, uh, we can lump in uh, chips and guac and chips and salsa here with the chips and queso. I think all those are pretty similar levels there. Chips and queso, chips and guac, chips and salsa. I'm putting those at number four for me. Number three, I guess this is kind of related to the chips and queso, chips and salsa, chips and guac. Uh, but nachos. Nachos are my number three there. Specifically. What the f and you roasted me for calzone nachos? I was. Nachos. Specifically at a sports bar when sharing. It's a great thing to like, once you sit down, you know, the game's about to start. You know you're going to be there for three hours. You don't want to eat. You don't want to eat dinner. You know, you don't want to eat the main entree an hour in. So you get a, you get a plate of nachos for you and the boys, you know. And you, you can snack on nachos for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, you know. Even even when they get a little soggy, you start eating them with a fork, you know. I don't know what your problem is. You We've all had that mother chip from the nachos. That's true. The mother chip from the nachos is good. See, you know. You know it. So, yeah. Number three is nachos, specifically at a, at a sports bar with your buddies. Uh, is my precursor there, but nachos number three. Number two, and I'm surprised you missed this. I feel like this one's right up your alley. I feel like you always talk about this one. Uh, but it might be your brother, actually, in a weird way. One of you yeah. has mentioned this a fair amount, I feel like. Uh, mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks oh, number wow. two. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't. No, I, I, I'm a, I, Wow. I, I fucked up. And I guess you missed it. Cheese curds. Number, was my number five, by the way. Another great. Another That's solid, solid, another solid, solid option. Five. Uh, but really, but cheese curds aren't high enough up to really be like the main appetizer that you're like, if cheese curds are there, we're getting it. You got to be in a mood for cheese curds. You got to say, you know what? I feel, I'm going to feel like shit today. That's fine. Cheese curds, number five. Uh, but yeah, number two, mozzarella sticks, kind of the same thing as cheese curds in a way, but in stick form, but I like them a lot more. You know, I mean this, the, you get the poles and stuff and you get the marinara with it or the ranch if you're into that kind of thing. It's all, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely into Mott Sticks as a, as a top-tier appetizer, especially some of those that do, like, the hand-breading, where it's nice yeah. and, like, light and flaky and crispy. Oh, my gosh, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, mozzarella sticks. Oh, like, kites. It, for all the Manhattan people, kites, Ooh. mozzarella sticks. Whew. Those I are love really those. good. Shout-out Cookie Bake. Yes. And number one, and this is going to be a controversial pick, spinach artichoke dip, number one. I love it. Oh, I mean, I just don't like spinach artichoke dip, but that's not, I don't think that's that controversial in number one. No, it's 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 another... Uh, it's funny because spinach artichoke dip is always like, oh, like it's got to be kind of healthy. It's spinach and artichokes. It is 80% cheese, 15% dairy, and then 5% spinach and artichokes. But I think it's fantastic. I had a really good one this weekend is why I was thinking about it. And honestly, the reason... Oh, and you want to hear the reason why I picked top restaurant appetizers for today as our list? Yeah. Yeah, why? What's up? It's because I was thinking about how this episode is going to come out on Cinco de Mayo. So then I thought about chips and guac, and then I was like, top oh appetizers. Oh, my goodness. What a, what, a, what a segue. 
Because I guess we could have done like something like top Mexican foods. Or I also thought about how today was May the 4th. Which is May the 4th be with you. We could have done a Star Wars list. But I haven't watched enough Star Wars movies, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm all... I could definitely do a tier list on those. Right, yeah, I mean, you If could. you haven't seen any of them. Yeah. But we did a Pixar tier list yesterday, so I won't make you I won't make you go back to back on tier list of Star Wars. So my number five would be cheese curds number five, queso number queso slash other slash chips and salsa slash chips and guac at number four. Number three is nachos, specifically at a sports bar when you're about to watch a three hour event. Uh, number two is mozzarella sticks, and number one is spinach artichoke dip. Mm, uh, honorable mention to the uh, to the soft pretzel. I don't like hard pretzels, but I do enjoy a nice soft pretzel every now and again. Uh, not bad, not bad. Owen, Owen, what was your five? What was your top five? Five to one. Yeah, I'll run it back. Sorry, yeah. So obviously, it was my Grubhub getting here, which is why I had to hop out. I was wondering what um, what did you get? I, I got to know. Oh, I got KFC. Is that? That's did you get the sandwich again? Dude, yeah, so good. Dude, it's so good. Oh my god. All right, so my my top. I'm actually gonna kick out Caesar salad. I can't believe I forgot Moss sticks. Okay. Uh, Moss sticks five. Still got calzone at four. I still think it's a strong choice. Don't care what uh, Truman's face just so weird. It's just uh, so weird. Three. Man. Chips, queso, chips, salsa, either one. Roadhouse rolls and their uh, Cinnabutter, obviously, that's included. I actually get the regular and, butter for your Roadhouse rolls. Call me crazy. Uh, I mean, it, I grew up on the Logan's regular Roadhouse. Is still good. I grew up on Logan's Roadhouse, which has also has really good rolls, and they do regular butter, so I'm so used to regular butter that I'm like, got to get I mean, regular butter when you're there. Yeah. But uh, fried pickles at number one is for me is just non-negotiable. I love these and fried fried pickles and some nice like a. Uh, like a, a kind of like a ranchy ranch, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm, do you know mm -hmm. what I, you know what I mean when I say like a ranchy ranch? Are you are you talking are you talking like a thicker ranch? Like a like it has more like more like kind of like dill like pickly. Oh flavor, yeah, 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 yeah. You know more, what I'm more of a dill for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. But fair enough. I think that's. I think we both have. You know, I like to think we both have all those. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, but yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think that about does it here. Um, Owen, where could we find out if we wanted to hear you speak more before we get into our social uh, pop 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 culture minutes? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7. Stream sporadically, currently on a RuneScape grind. So if you like OSRS, uh, hit me up. But yeah, that, that's, where you, that's where I'm at. Old school RuneScape for all you. Yes, yeah, sure. Specifically old school. No RS3. Lame, lame. Uh, and of course, I have been uh, Truman Steen. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter by uh, the handle Steen Machine. That's S T E E H N M A C H I N E. Uh, I stream Mondays, Tuesdays. We do uh, on Mondays we do Grub Buds, as Owen kind of talked about earlier, where we talk about food yep. and stuff. We, t we do new fast food items and sometimes alcohol. We did the White Claw iced teas yesterday. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast. You can find Grubhub's there. Grub Grubbuds. Damn it, you got your food delivered. Now I'm on it. Got it. You can get your Grubbuds fix there as well. Um, otherwise, we do Don That's True live here on mine and Owen's channels on Tuesdays at no, normally on Tuesdays, normally at six thirty at well six thirty p.m. Mountain Time, seven thirty p.m. C Central Time. Um, and then uh, I also stream uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for now. Um, we're kind of <laughs> Like I said, I've been kind of going out of town a, a little bit lately here. I got my second right. vaccine, and not that that's really the reason why. Honestly, all these trips were kind of planned before, and I was just hoping that I'd have my second vaccine, by it. but I do. Uh, so I've kind of been out of town. I've been a little more sporadic on my weekend streaming. 
Uh, but I will stream this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, Saturday we'll do uh, a workout stream, as always. Friday's normally some drinkings and games with the Discord and the boys. And Sunday is normally something a little more relaxing. All right. But yeah, I think that does it for me. Owen, what's your pop culture minute about today, Big Dog? All right, I'm, I'm going to use it to shout out uh, Big Mac. As you know, uh, my youngest brother, McLean, is in high school, and he is running track. Season's starting to wrap up. Uh, but today he ran a 217 in the 800. Well, a sub-217, actually, a 216.98, mm -hmm. which is a personal best for him, good enough for fifth in his heat. And as someone who is more of a soccer player than a track kid, uh, pretty, I'm pretty, uh, pretty proud of him. But he also, oh. their 4x100 team, absolutely smoked everybody in their heat. Nice. Uh, I, I, don't, I didn't catch the time. I think it was some, it was under a minute. I think it was something stupid. Well, better it was be. A, yeah, it was a really uh, really well-run race. But they smoked everybody in their heat, and we think it was uh, likely good enough to win the whole thing. But like I said, didn't catch the time. Nice. Well, but hopefully. They, uh, their, their 4x100 team absolutely sauced everybody. So that, that's going to be my pop culture minute. Nice. I like it. Uh, I have a uh, I have one of those uh, non political political rants that that I that I do every now and again. Uh, here's mine. Uh, stop uh, tweeting or putting out on Facebook unless you have, you know, let's say let's say a million followers. Unless you have a million followers on something, stop uh, telling me that you're not going to go somewhere because of. Uh, be, either for or against their mass policy or whatever the hell is going on, you know. If you know, uh, nobody cares. We don't really need to hear about it. Nobody really needs to know. I was uh, I was uh, following a, I, was, I saw a tweet today from our old buddy, uh, old Kevin Keatsman. You remember Kevin Keatsman? Yeah, asshole, yeah. asshole sports uh, radio host from Kansas City. Yeah, he uh, just continues to say worse things, and you wonder how he does it. It's incredible. Yeah, but he was oh, posting. Did you hear that he cheated on his wife? Did you of hear about that? Of course, of course. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a terrible person. Like we said. Uh, and, he, and, and he just puts out like stuff that's meant to be stupid and get people angry like this and get people talking about him where you go, who's Kevin Keatsman? And now now we've played into his ploy here as everyone might, as someone might go look at him and say, who is Kevin Keatsman? I want to see what he said. And he's like, oh, that is terrible. Hey, buddy, look at this. And that's how some people like to get their following or whatever. But uh, he tweeted something out today about talking about oh, well, this company and th this place and this place, I went in with no mask and nobody said anything to me and that was fine, you know? And But then I went to Costco and, oh, they, would, they wouldn't let me in because of their national leftist agenda or whatever. It's like, oh my, oh my God, who cares? And he's like, might, might be threatening my subscription, my renewal, uh, my renewal, my Costco prescriptions, com uh, subscriptions coming up. So I don't know if that'll, that'll be happening for me. It's like, holy shit, man. Sometimes, who gives a shit, you know? I had somebody, I put out, I put out Oscars tweet with all my Oscars pick and uh, somebody commented and said, who gives a shit about your Oscars? He's like, I don't give a shit about your Oscars picks. I was like, I don't, you know, who gives a shit about anything I say? You know, I was like, who gives a shit about anything I say? Nobody ever cares. Nobody ever says anything. You know, nobody really cares. Nobody ever is like, ooh, new Truman tweet. Oh, oh boy, what's he got? You know? <laughs> and he was like, that's fair. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Whatever, bro. I've got noties on, all right? But so, yeah, but this is one of those where just, who I don't care if you're not going to shop at this place because of their, or whatever, you know, just Mask policy. do it, but just, yeah, yeah, with, especially with coronavirus stuff going on, and I don't know, you know, I guess I'm I kind of guilty McDonald's of this. I went to McDonald's without a mask, checkmate liberals. I've got a restaurant or two that I try not to eat, eat because of who, what they donate to and whatnot, but, you know, I, so I guess I'm guilty of it, but I don't post about it on Twitter every, every, 
I don't post my brand on it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it comes like, up every now and again. I go, really? You got that? And they're like, yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> then we move on. <laughs> but it's just that's that's all I had to say. Just stop. Stop doing whatever that is. Either way, honestly, nobody nobody honestly cares, you know. But yeah, I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> that's that's my that's my non-political political rant for the day. Uh, if you have made it this far on uh, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcast, uh, Twitch live here, we do appreciate you guys tuning in. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us, or you know, just put us on the background while you work or whatever. And we will see you next week when we talk uh, maybe a little NHL playoff preview, maybe a little bit more about those Royals. Who knows? But We'll see you then. See you guys.